0: his name on the Stonehaven Cup. Leashed into 11-under. We've got a new leader, kids. Here it is!
2: Adam Scott!
3: A life changer.
2: Coming up next, you have unrestricted access to golf across Australia and the world. Thanks to Golf Australia, we're going Inside the Ropes. Subscribe now on iTunes or your favourite podcast app or head to golf.org.au. G'day everybody, welcome to the show Inside the Roads, episode number 53. Lovely to be back, uh, despite, um, <laughs> despite the really low kind of rent, sort of sledging one gets when they take a week off, and you do reconsider your position on the program, and whether you do want to come back at times like that, and I'm looking at you, Marques, uh, hello and welcome. Thank you very much. No, for thank welcome. you very much for the for the performance in my absence last week.
3: Uh, well, yeah. the performance wasn't up to your lofty <laughs> standards, Andy. But I, you know, it's only fair that when you're swanning around the pristine apple Isle that you cop a bit of stick. Yeah, no, without golf clubs. No golf clubs. No you, golf you, clubs. you didn't make it to Barmburgle. No, well,
2: no. It was when you're on a Stacy Peters. Hello to you. When <laughs> hello. Only, good to only, have you back. You're only away for six days, and you think it's a bit rich asking. Sure, must be obeyed. Look, I wouldn't mind take. I wouldn't mind taking a day off to go and play golf. Do you mind looking after the three kids and I'll see you tomorrow. A, a day
4: off, a day off, the family. Yeah, or, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. And I love my family deeply. <laughs> so you know, I now now I'll protest because I said you wouldn't be able to do that. The bride would take your priority. She'd be your number one. Yeah, yeah. you know. What I'll come back to what she said about that, but. Clates was adamant that if you didn't get to Barn Boogle and Lost Farm, you were you were, you know,
2: a lost cause. Well well, no, I'm not a lost cause, Clayton, but this is how the conversation went. Uh, you know, doing a planning of the thing and, hey, while uh, we're well, <laughs> in Launceston. we're not too far away from, you know, Barn I haven't played Lost Farm yet. Would you mind if I nicked up there and uh and just had a game and you know, like I'll get up there early one morning. And the answer was something like Oh, well, if you know, if you feel like you you must <laughs>
4: So I'll take that as a no.
2: And I just said, okay. You've been married long enough I to know, read between the lines. lines. I won't be playing golf. I'll leave the clubs at home. Anyway, we'll get <laughs> up there again one of these days. And um, enough of that. Uh, Lucas Herbert and Jason Norris are going to join us on the show. And we'll hear from a couple of the girls who are teeing it up in Scotland as well. as a couple of big weeks um, for the women's game over in Europe, uh, Stacey. And we'll talk to you about some of your experiences over there as well. But it um, look, it's the, my favourite tournament of the year. I know we get caught up at Augusta, and you know, we love that. But there's something about the Open Championship, but it, yeah. it's just still not, it's not number one for me. Yeah, still I'm,
3: I'm, I'm oscillating. I've been at Masters for a long time, and I've mm-hmm. said it here. But, uh, look, that last two hours, Andy, in particular, look the whole week, but the last two hours on Sunday night was just <laughs> some of the more extraordinary sport you'll ever see, not specifically golf. It was just epic entertainment.
2: So how did you handle I I started watching it on Sunday night, went to bed at about 9.30, woke up at 1, and then got out of bed and watched till the end. I, I couldn't do the whole thing. I had to work the next day, so I couldn't go the whole way through, which is what I'd done on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, or, or Friday, Saturday, Sunday nights. But I had to, Monday morning, I had to get some sleep. So I got up at 1 o'clock. I, from 1 till 3.30, it was, it was 1.00 ridiculous moment after another mm. for about two and a half hours. Yeah. It's it insane. Awesome. It I'm really going to use the
4: excuse, the jet lag excuse, that I actually went to bed really early, hit record, got up at four, right. started it from the start, turned off the phones so nobody could, I couldn't That's find out. So, lot, yeah. yeah, I just couldn't, I knew I wasn't going to be able to last. So And I, I loved it. I got quite into it. I felt like it was live. Yeah,
3: a lot of Australians <laughs> handled that <laughs> one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I... Manned up, Andy. I Did went you? The, went I right went, through. I went the distance. The whole on, way. All four days.
4: So, oh.
2: what the one before we talk about the winner, and what a fantastic story, and his might be the answer, but was there a shot that you'll remember when you kind of close your eyes and remember the 147th Open Championship from Carnoustie, is there a shot you're going to remember?
3: That's an unbelievably tough question to answer. I think do, doing it right now at any notice... It's Justin Rose of all people hitting the pin. Yeah, yeah, that was it for me. And I just, you know, I just think that um, that sort of signified maybe the start of the craziness. It was
2: about the start of it going mad. Yeah, Yeah.
3: and and then you know, obviously Tiger and everything like that. Um, That was a shot. There are so few albatrosses on television in television history that. You know, that would have just been epic if had that drop. And it could easily have fallen oh, so in. So close. Um, but I think maybe that's the one, even though he didn't really figure. He, I mean, we could do 10 minutes on Justin Rose's open mm. because of how he got into that position. Yep. was truly remarkable in itself. And he's a footnote to this entire mm. thing. Mm. That's And that's the type of entertainment it was. And that was put to make the cut. On Friday night. When no one was birdieing 18. No. And he had to birdie it just to make the cut on a number that looked like being plus two the whole Mm. first two days. Suddenly it was plus three. He's at plus four. He's been given a lifeline. Bang. Makes the putt and then just lights up. And then the
2: compressed nature, you know, from top to bottom, I think it was, was it nine shots uh, from... Um, last man into the weekend to the leader. I think it was nine shots. I think it was 600 down to three over. Yeah. So everybody was in. Like, yeah. everybody was Everyone's a chance. Everyone's got a chance. And yeah. Justin Rose just showed that. Exactly. I
4: mean, you know, like you said, birdies to get in. And then on 18 when he's playing, he's you know he's right in the mix. He's got a chance to win, really.
2: <laughs> so we'll work our way through the Australians um, from a you know purely kind of parochial perspective in a moment. But the winner, he's in terms of remarkable stories Francesco Molinari is probably not going to rate you know the people are going to probably remember the tournament as much for the for Tiger as they are for the winner which is just the nature of the beast these days such is the focus on woods but what Molinari's been able to do in the last 5 or 6 weeks in particular and just harness all of the talent that he's got into this incredibly imposing package
3: that he's become it's a genuinely remarkable story. Unbelievably awesome. remarkable his last,
4: story. You know, his last couple of months have been phenomenal, haven't they?
3: Well, so he's had five tournaments where he's had now um, two wins, two runners-up finishes, mm. and a 25th at the US Open mm. in the brutal conditions at Shinnecock. Um, from a bit player in world golf, albeit a very solid bit player, mm. to a world number six in two of the more extraordinary months you'll ever see from someone who wasn't credentialed to do this. He's 35. Mm. He's not Jason Day four years ago. Um, this is an unbelievable story for a bloke to find his confidence in his putter. And the mental... This is the, Actually, this is the thing I'm going to take away from the open, Andy. The mental fortitude to not only do it, he didn't win it, but to do it in the same group as Tiger Woods mm. charging... Yeah, I think that day. was
4: the th- that was the other thing as well. Oh, it's doing it's, it, playing with Tiger.
3: Just think about that for a second. I mean, the whole world is humming as Tiger takes the lead. Yeah, the, the whole world, not just the golf world. Like, it's, oh my God, this is going to happen. Yeah. The only bloke who wasn't caught up in it was Francesco Molinari. He
4: didn't look phased, did he? Not for a second, Stace. Didn't bat an eyelid. Nope. No, and, not for
3: a second. And and the important putts that he rolled is in on thirteen. Really, the par saver on thirteen, dead center. Yeah. Sets him up for the fourteenth and he played the last four like a charm. Mm. An absolute charm. I mean
4: bogey free, playing with Tiger to win the open. Right? Yeah. I mean everyone
3: <laughs> everyone's got these stats going around and there's so many it's so easy to, you know, pick one out and run with it. But I'm gonna go with he's in the two wins that he's had, he's dropped he's had uh, one bogey on the weekend in the two wins he's had in the past month. Great stat, Hazy. So so here it is, right? The Open, he had seven
2: bogeys for the tournament, none on the final day. The John Deere, five bogeys for the tournament, none on the final day. Quicken Loans, two bogeys, none on the final day. The BMW International, two bogeys for the tournament, these are all that, none on the final day. The Italian Open, two bogeys for the championship, one on the final day. I mean, this guy's ability just to not make mistakes, but then when the pressure is at its greatest, be flawless. Mm. Uh it's it's a joke. Like it's he's this is this is actually the way golf's meant to be played. Yeah. That's, he's that's got great. it in play, he's hitting fairways and greens, he's making great saves when he has to, and he's making a hell of a lot of birdies. I mean, he is just in unbelievable Nick. It's mm. a great story. It's
4: a great stat there, I think the yeah. you know, the amount of bogeys on final rounds. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: And Mike Clayton's written a great story at golf.org.au just about um I put a stupid headline on it, Andy, referencing (laughs) um, Happy Gilmore, of course, because I do. But the it's all about a guy who's suddenly learnt to putt. Yep. And he and he makes a comparison to Peter O'Malley um, as a ball striker, and we all know how good Pom was, and you know how his ability to light things up, as he did in the Scottish Open once, um, with what was he six under in the last five five holes? holes Famously, Um, but lumped in the same category. Clayton's put him in the same category. as guys who are just exemplary ball strikers who can't putt. Well, at that level,
5: anyhow, not, yeah, not yeah. at our
3: hacker level, but guess
2: what? Francesco can putt. Yeah. Who knew? Uh, unbelievable performance. Um, first Italian man to win a major championship. I mean, he so becomes part of folklore. Um in a year where their team didn't qualify for the World Cup
3: um, of football, I think it's a great thing for Italy and it's a great thing for Molinari.
4: First Italian to win a major.
3: You're not making brownie points back for slotting a few Italian phone callers on your radio program, are you? (laughs) I'm not. So that's his his story and he's now written his name, etched his name into the history books. And I, I just want to say, Andy, it's not often we pump up our own tyres. Well, no, that's not true. We do it every week. was a bit of, I oh, know, there was
2: a bit of love for Molinari last week. a bit of love for Molinari. Yes, there was.
3: And I, I think it's only fair that you recognise that.
2: <laughs> I didn't want to pump your tyres up. After
3: the way you treated me when I wasn't here
2: last week. Um, so, no, well done to that. You recognise the fact that he was in good form and,
3: and he took the form to Carnoustie and he was, in the end, he wins by two. So well, an, Another amazing thing is, and, you know, we could talk about amazing things the whole time, the world number one, the world number two mm. didn't make the cut. A handful. Of, I mean, who was three? Was it Rose number three? Made it on the, with the last mm. putt on the Friday. Um, Kepka only just made it. Um, Ram missed. Ra missed. I mean, it it brought the world's best in a ranking sense to their knees on days that weren't that tough traditionally mm-hmm. for mm. Knusty, mm. Uh which I think is even more. Uh, highlights, it even highlights better the Molinari story. (laughs) No, I agree with that. Um, We'd
2: be here forever if we went through, because there's there's probably 15 players who deserve to have their tournament um, kind of isolated and discussed, but we'd be here for far too long if we did that. We do probably need to have a look at the Australians. Um, You and I had a chat about this the other day, Hazy, and I I suspect you probably agree with this, Stacey. I hope you do. Most of them, or not most of them, but three or four of them I reckon will be kicking themselves that given the winning score as it turned out to be, they were all at various stages right within touching distance of this thing. It won't the the end results won't come to reflect that, but if you watched it from go to woe, at various stages, they, Scott, Leishman, and even Lucas
3: Herbert, yep put themselves in the mix to win this championship. And we'll get to speak to Lucas Herbert in a couple of minutes, and you'll hear that in his voice. He knows that already. And I give an absolute pass mark, plus way better than pass mark, to both Lucas and Cam Davis on their Open Championship debut. Um, Major Championship debut for Cam. Phenomenal golf um, for the best part of four days. Just full kudos. Um, The other three... You mentioned the the guns, I suppose, from an Australian perspective. Day will be kicking himself. Mm -hmm. Scott is watching opportunities walk out the door rapidly. And Mark Leishman was four under through eight holes on Thursday night. Um, The winning score is eight under. And you can do the maths from there, given the conditions weren't that tough until Sunday. And then he got the wind, which he (laughs) lost. You know? Yeah, and I, you know I'm not potting any of those but, three guys, no. but they're all. I guarantee you, they're all sitting there going, "Geez, we should have done better than that." I mm. mean, we've had chances. We were making enough birdies. That's the problem. Often, yeah. you know, I'm playing well, but I can't putt well. They made enough birdies, they just didn't Molinari up and miss the bogeys. Mm. And, and Adam Scott, I mean, here he is. He's he's uh, he's finished nicely. Um, by any other measure. You know, it, it's T17 in an open at two under. It sounds pretty good. You know, leading Australian equal with Jason Day. I keep saying it. He's... The the clock's ticking, Andy. Mm. The clock's ticking. But, and but I,
2: Hayes, he, his head is clearly a scramble when it comes to putting. I mean, he... So he's in doing practice rounds with the short putter. He, it, did he play the opening round with the short putter and then picked up the long putter in round two? And Mike, is my memory playing? No, Chiefs I think he played the, the entire the tournament, tournament with the right,
3: long okay, putter. Okay. But it was speculation on Twitter at one point that he actually had two putters in his bag, right. in his 14 clubs, <laughs> that he had both of them there. I'm not sure if it's true or not. We tried to isolate a picture and I couldn't quite do it. But
4: He, he can't be feeling comfortable, can he?
3: But he's he's just, he's hitting the ball still really solidly. And there's no reason for him at that age to chuck it in. But I'm just, all I'm saying is, and you saw Tiger. He's not the Tiger he was back in the day. It's because he's 42. You know, it's just, it's simple. And Adam Scott's ticking. And I really desperately want him to get the career stat line that he deserves. Mm. Because he's been such a good player. Mm. Well, uh, as you say,
2: it keeps ticking. And another one. Passes by, and at various sta- at a couple of stages, he was on the first page of the leaderboard, and he was a birdie or two away from really throwing I, himself into the mix. You know, and I, I, I haven't looked at his entire data from the championship, but I reckon he's missed putts that he he should he should have made. You know,
3: well, he's I mean, we saw I, we saw him miss a bunch of putts he should have made. Well, the wind the wind was obviously up on Sunday morning, uh, or Sunday afternoon when they tee off, and he was in one of the late groups. I think if you hang on and get your feel um, early in that round and watch things unfold, if he was mm. still if he was still where he was at the start of the round, anything could have happened. I mean, he, st- he played the back nine beautifully, scored nicely, but it was only recovering shots that he dropped early in his round, and mm. it was all over after five holes. Yeah, yep, yep. Uh, and that's, that's the disappointing thing.
2: How excited, Stace? Kick it off, re- re-tiger. You can lead the conversation. I mean,
4: yeah, it was it was a huge buzz, wasn't it? I loved it when I... um. Yeah, when I saw that in my taped footage, I was uh yeah, he was I mean he was leading. I was like, This could happen. This this is gonna happen. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. But
4: I mean it's it's just a huge buzz. I mean everybody social media you saw it, didn't you? I mean it was
3: It's yeah, safe to say my phone was oh yeah in oh, meltdown yeah. Yeah, a bit Andy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But uh I that was that was awesome. He didn't do it in the traditional tiger way mm. by the by the by the by. He actually ground his way into the tournament, yep. which full credit to him. Yeah. Um, so,
4: do we think there is going to be? Well, I mean, I've been
3: steadfastly on? saying no, but you know, I had to. I had to bow, I mean, there was no other option. We well, great... still didn't
2: win it. Like he still
3: didn't win it. But...
4: but do we think? Well,
3: and I'm in some ways, I'm more adamant that now he won't because he's had that chance. There, he had the world at his feet. He had eight holes to go. He was leading the open. 15 years ago, 20 years ago, that's money in the bank. So the course is playing short because it was
2: rolling out. It, it was it, suiting his style of golf because he can hit that low, sting up two iron, driving on, whatever it is that he's got in his back nowadays. He hits that so well and controls it so well. Uh, he wasn't getting a blue. No, he still hits it. But when he's got to hit the driver, when he's got to rely on the driver, I reckon he. it still looks to me like he's not got 100% control of that club, so the course and the way it was playing, it set up for him, suited him. It really yeah. felt like it did, because yeah. um, he didn't have to mix it with the big boys with the driver.
3: Um, that said, though, didn't he crank it out there when he, he had to? He had to, and even what? on
2: seventeen, when he got that idiot. I mean, on he stood, 18. yeah, on eighteen, when yeah. he got the
3: idiot behind yes.
2: him. You know, I mean, these players should never be allowed to walk in a golf course again. But he still, he, he still got that out nearly to the crosswalk. I mean. Yeah. He, and he was it was kinda of hard. he had to he kinda half came off it because of the um the noise on the backswing. So look, it was it, it reminds you who he is, it reminds you of what he is, it reminds you of what he means, it reminds you of what he brings.
3: Um It it actually made me I still don't expect that he's gonna win, I wanna put that on the yeah, table. Yep, but it actually yep. made me want to barrack for him that he could win. Mm. Uh, it was you could the buzz the excitement. Yeah,
4: I think there was a lot of people uh, probably a lot of the doubters I think yeah. they were rooting for him. Yeah, I think I so do. too. Yep. Yeah.
2: Um Phil shirt. We're going to say about Phil shirt. We we go we're going to get
4: through the show without no, uh, no, we have to touching on Phil this. Shirt, we? But... What do we think of the shirt? What,
2: what what brings the game into greater disrepute, him hitting a moving ball or the shirt that he wore? <laughs> I think
4: it's a pretty it's pretty close. <laughs> it's pretty close. Maybe the shirt. I'm
2: quite serious about this. Yeah. That shirt should never be allowed. It looks like he's an accountant. Even though we think he's cheated, his, he's but I think his, his, the shirt's yeah, worse. He's left his golf shirt at home. They've let him. Oh, he should have a pen in the pocket. I, I mean, hope he's getting he paid a lot of money for he that. He better be. He better be. He better be.
3: The pirate shirt. Seinfeld no, no, style. No, no good.
2: Uh, so another one bites at us. It was a brilliant event and a great tournament. Um, We've got to get a break and out of the way before here. Before we do sort of, any, this is going.
3: a bit out of place. We normally do this sort of stuff last, but such a good prize. I have to mention this early and with the Open in mind. Oh, um, the Play we've all 9. We've talked about the Play oh, 9 yeah, yeah. for the last few weeks. Chance to play at the Australian Open at the Lakes in November in the middle of the National Championship, mind you. Just an extraordinary prize. Competitions running at clubs all around Australia. If your club isn't, get them involved. More than this, Andy, with the success of Play 9, not only domestically but internationally, the RNA's is running its own. They started it this year, uh, maybe last year, and they were second running at Canoosti. The third running's at Royal Portrush next year in Northern Ireland, and there's two Australian names on a tee time. Uh, can we rig that so I win it? <sighs> I mean, on, it Hazy. is one of the great prizes. And I like get onto our website, golf.org.au forward slash play nine. Check it all out uh your chance to play open week at royal port rush in northern ireland get mm-hmm. i mean it's an incredible thing just get out and play nine holes in a comp and qualify and see how you go uh that is an
2: unbelievable opportunity just quickly before we get to a break i, d- I know we've got to get to lucas herbert but um y- you wrote a column yes you wrote a column about the tv coverage of the open championship and the fact that we're still not quite delivering a product to individual golf markets around the world that, ne- that necessarily meets the requirements
3: of particular markets. So it was a really good read on the on the Golf Australia website. Thanks, Andy. I appreciate that. Um, I just got, I wasn't like necessarily sick of seeing Matthew Southgate or Tom Lewis or what's his name, Locke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were silver medalists. You know, a lot of him. Because it is a domestic coverage ultimately. But you know that when you saw a good shot, The camera or the producers switched to it and said, you know, here's Andy Marr having an eagle on the 14th. Mm -hmm. And they played every shot, so you know that you can see every shot. And if we can get away from our biases of, God, this is awful coverage, they never show this, they never show that. They have got 14,000 cameras around the course, which is, you know, technology that we're not all privy to at other events around the world. Makes me think that we should be able to see it. So if I want to watch Stacey Peters playing the round of her life. Even though she's not going to make it onto the coverage, the global coverage, I should be able to flick and watch her from hole four to hole five to hole six. And I really think that's the way we all collectively have to go. Mm. And just another one. just It can, it can be done. I'm sure Surely, it, it's not we're too in far the away. we 21st century. We, can, yeah, we right. have to make yep. steps to that. And I, I just want to follow up on something that happened on Twitter during the open because there were all plenty of people saying, "I oh, we can't see it. It's not on free to wear. Yep. We can't see it. And I don't know any of the logistics of how I'm going to do this, but I've vowed and promised that I'm going to, you know, at least take that fight up. Uh, I might run into a brick wall somewhere, but you know, there were enough people saying, "Thank God for the Twitter coverage," because I've got no idea what you're looking at. We can't see it. So the anti-siphoning list is a complex beast, and we don't want to go into it too much here. But I I will, I do, I will make that promise and keep it. I don't know if I'll win, but I'll try.
2: Yeah, good. I think that would be. For the development, the future, and the growth of the game, I think the majors should be protected. I, I just do. I mean, it's crazy that they're not. I, I just think they should be protected, and it should be available to everybody. The
3: top three, yeah. anyhow. Yeah, like the okay, the Open, the Masters, and um the US, US Open. Yeah, and yeah. maybe the US Women's Open and the yeah. US Brit- and the Women's British Open. I don't know which. Well, let's pick them, but let's let's keep. Yeah, them. That's a good
2: point. Um, good luck. If you need someone to stand shoulder to shoulder with you, I'm sure Stacey will do. It. <laughs> Um, we're going to get a break out of the way. One man who teed it up and was in the game. He was in the game, and what an experience he's had. Lucas Herbert's going to join us on the other
5: side of this. Hi, I'm Minji Lee, and I'm proud to be an ambassador for MyGolf, Australian Golf's National Junior Program. One of my favourite things about coming back to Australia is seeing all the kids getting into golf. MyGolf is every Aussie kid's first step on their golfing pathway. It's all about fun and friendship, learning golf and life skills in a safe and healthy environment. Sir, if your child is between 5 and 12 years old, be sure to find a program near you at mygolf.org.au. Hey, it's Jeff Ogilvy. I can't be in
1: Australia very often, but I love keeping up with everything on Inside the Ropes podcast. good bunch of guys, and I love listening.
2: Welcome back to the show. Uh, Well, we've done our wrap. Um, Pretty abbreviated one. We couldn't possibly do it for as long as we wanted to. Uh, The Open Championship uh, from Carnoustie. Uh, So many good stories from an Australian perspective. So many nearly what could have been stories. And one of those belongs to Lucas Herbert, who was teeing it up um, in his first Open Championship and just was right there, right there for so long. And he's been good enough to join us to relive it. Uh, Lucas, thanks for your time on the show again, mate.
6: No worries. Thanks, guys, for having me again.
2: Dust has settled on the experience. Um, Are you... Are you over, I imagine, I know you're pretty competitive and uh, you're a believer in the fact that you can do something pretty special in this game. Are, are you over um, the frustration and anger that must, I imagine, have accompanied your final round?
6: Um, yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, that obviously that final round was pretty tough. I looked at the pin positions that morning and there wasn't really any that were going to give you a birdie pretty easily, so... Um, I knew it was going to be pretty tough, especially with the wind out there. And I just didn't, you know, just didn't have my game as, as well as I would have liked. And, you know, just on top of probably getting the bad side of the draw Thursday, Friday, which, you know, I played decent and was still, you know, just kind of mid-pack. And you know, the whole debacle around clubs not turning up. And then, you know, just to finish with a, a missed six-footer on 16 and then a bogey and a double to finish was pretty frustrating. So, um, you know, wasn't too happy walking off the golf course, but I think, uh, I think we're sweet now.
3: good man, so that, good man. yeah, it's it's great to hear you say that. I mean, you had your whole hashtag team Herbie there. That was yeah. awesome, man. Yeah, did is that what Jamie, your, your, your head coach, sort of talked to you about afterwards? Like what to take away from it, or is it just something you've learned in your time on tour? Um,
6: no, nah, I think I, uh, you know, I probably uh, had a good hour of. Um, you know, being pretty quiet and, and wanting my own time, uh, you know, sitting in the corner, sort of dwelling on it, but, um, yeah, I think, you know, I think you just sort of go through those phases after something, you know, bad or something frustrating happens, and go through the anger stage, and then it's like, oh, why me? And then you're like, oh, well, we may as well, we may as well move on from this because we can't really change it. So, um, yeah, I went through that, and then, you know, um, Obviously, try and take away the positives and, and try and work out what I need to do this week just to give myself a good chance to, to play well this week at the um, Porsche European Open in Hamburg.
3: And mate, that's what I want to focus on the positives because you know we you can you can sit there in your mind and talk about closing the way you did and you know issues with bags, clubs, and everything like that, not getting to the course. But to me, you've teed off extremely late in an Open Championship on a Sunday, and you know for the best part of it, you were you know theoretically in the hunt. I that's a phenomenal achievement in your first Open Championship, I, I and I'm sure that's the sentiment of most Australian golf fans listening to this right now.
6: Um, yeah, you're right. It was. I mean, it was pretty cool to do that, and um, obviously, experience a major inside the ropes um, on the weekend uh, was was a really cool sort of thing to see. Um, but I think, you know, my takeaway from it was it wasn't overly different from any other tournament that I've played, you know, In how I felt coming into the weekend. Um, you know, it wasn't like, oh, this is a major, you know, I'd just be happy to run 30th. Um, you know, it was, it was really like, okay, well, you know, Saturday we can, we can knuckle down really hard and, you know, hit the shots to our spots and try and give ourselves a chance to move up the leaderboard. You know, maybe we can get it inside that, you know, get it inside that top 15 and, and have a real look on Sunday. Um, you know, it never really felt like I, I didn't, you know, I didn't deserve. I didn't didn't belong being up there. Um, you know, near the top of the leaderboard. Um. So yeah, that I, I guess that's somewhat of a positive. in that, um, you know, I didn't let the the occasion get um, or the 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 large largeness of the occasion um, you know, gets to my head too much.
2: So so did you feel for a moment or moments? Did you feel like you were in contention? Um, did you feel like you got close enough to actually kind of get a sniff
6: there was times where you, like you know you pick up a birdie and you'd be sort of one or two shots off being on the leaderboard and I think once you know, there's like about 10 guys on that leaderboard um, that they were sort of showing us around the course so once you're kind of on that you're, you're close and there'd, you know, there'd be moments where you're like alright we can just sneak another birdie here coming home um, you know that'll give me a good chance and then, you know you, you drop a shot just it's just because it's Carnoustie, and that's just what happens. Um, you know, I don't felt like it, I don't know that I felt like I was in contention to win. Um, you know, the goals are sort of – goals around, the, you know, top 10, top 15. I definitely felt like I was right in the hunt to, to um, you know, give those a real shake. So,
2: so when you're Eagle 14 on Saturday, and I know the closing stretch was playing really tough, you know, particularly sort of, yeah, 16, 17, 18, even 15 for that matter. But when you Eagle fourteen on the Saturday, did you? can you remember your heart starting to pump a little bit faster and the the sweat on the palms of your hands? Did you just that moment tell me you did because when when you had that Eagle, I certainly started to think, you know what? He's gonna have he'll have three birdies coming home here this bloke, <laughs> And he's gonna, be, he's gonna be within a couple of shots come the end of this round. it didn't pan out that way, but for a moment I believe that's what you were gonna do, did you? Just to, did that? Did that thought flash by your mind even momentarily?
6: Nah, to be honest, it was that that finishing stretch is just so hard. Mm. Um, I made four pars on sixteen and uh, for the week, and that was like I've I've got to have picked up shots on the field there because sure. you know just like fifteen, fifteen if you get the right pin, pin position, you can maybe try and attack that and make birdie. But they're not going to give you that that pin in the open um, too often. And then yeah, 16, you're hitting anywhere from seven iron through to four iron, depending on the wind, and you've got like five yards of green left or right to land it in in the middle of the green, or else you're putting, you know, you're putting from down below up to a tabletop green, and you're, you're really happy to make par. Um, and then you know, 17, you've got minimum six iron in um, into just a, a funky green to hit a six or seven iron into. Um, just because of how it sort of sits at you and, and how the wind kind of um, comes in to the left. And then, obviously, A-team played a bit more of a birdie chance than what it, I guess it normally oh, would you look back on years. Um, you know, years gone by, obviously, with it so dry, you could get it down there an absolute mile and have some sort of wedge in. But, um, you know, that tee shot's a little bit daunting to actually hit it in the fairway up there past the bunkers because it's, it's kind of tight still. So... Um, you know, I was sort of thinking if I could steal a birdie coming in, that'd be really good. But I'd, there to make two or three birdies coming in, it's just, um, you know, it, it's, it's a, it's a lot of good golf and you need a lot of luck. So, um, you know, when that, when that eagle dropped, to be honest, when that eagle dropped on 14, it was kind of, um, it was a bit of relief because I'd, I'd saved, I'd made good pass saving cuts on, uh, on 11 and then I made a bogey save on 12 after sort of getting it right up in the face in a bunker and then made a good pass save on 13 and, yeah, hold that eagle putt on 14. So it felt like I'd kind of stolen four shots there anyway. <laughs> uh, you know, those had a flip by, I could have been you know, teeing off pretty early Sunday. Um, so that just kind of kept some momentum going to get out of that round uh, the way I did.
4: Um, Herbie, it must, uh, you must be able to take a lot of positives from it really though, being in the mix and saying you really didn't play well on the weekend, you know, to give you the belief that you can really mix it with these guys.
6: Um, yeah, I think there was a lot of things that were out of my control, obviously that, that, you know, most of the time you would be, um, probably not an issue, you know, stuff like, um, obviously, obviously the club's not turning up, um,
4: how did you uh how did you handle that situation
6: uh I' stressed early, but then I think once I got some clubs and and we got some pra- i started to get some practicing
4: with those clubs um, yeah,
6: yeah, with those clubs, my goal swing hadn't changed too much in a week of sitting on my arm doing nothing <laughs> um,
2: <laughs>
6: thankfully so Good to know uh yeah, so it was uh, I stressed a little bit less then, but it was more you know. So sort of just worked really hard for a couple of weeks getting everything ready to go and then you got to sit around for a week and do nothing. Yeah, um, right. that, was, that was probably, like I was stressing a little bit then, but once a cl- once I got some clubs, um, it was all right. Yep. Um, and then stuff like, you know, outside the draw, like, I played late and then early and I thought outside the draw was probably the hardest side. Um, we had it was pretty strong winds Thursday afternoon and the course really baked out Thursday afternoon. Um, it was just, it was just ridiculous. Some of the, you know, some of the clubs you're hitting in, and you, like I was, I was hoping plates would tweet some sort of uh, nonsense about the ball going too far, and, <laughs> and I'd be able to I'm sure he has. You could fly a driver two fifty, and it would run out to four hundred. Just about.
4: Yeah, um, right.
6: You know, and it was it was nothing. To, you know, it was just you had to be there to believe it. Um, yeah, you know, everyone that I spoke to about the golf course, I, I basically just said, yeah, if I win the toss, I'm batting first because I reckon it's a good wicket.
5: <laughs>
6: um, <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, Friday, Friday we got some rain in the morning, so to, to battle that, um, you know, was pretty tough. Uh, so, yeah, just a lot of stuff that, you know, sort of didn't go my way and I still managed to deal with that well. Um, you know, if you get get a week in future where you play an African Championship and, and a few of those things go your way, then there's no reason why I can't be up near the league.
3: Three aspects of Tiger that I want to ask you about, mate. First of all, the Tuesday practice round, um, then the Saturday uh, when you were, I think, the group behind him from memory, and then yep. on, the, on the Sunday when no matter where you were on that course, you had to know what was going on. <laughs>
6: um, what do you want to know about them?
3: Well, we can all sit here and we have in the first segment speculated about what it was like and how it was, you know, how what it meant to the world of golf, and you lived it in three separate different ways in four or five days. What was it like to do to experience it from each of those three angles?
6: Um, I'll start with Tuesday. So Tuesday was obviously really cool. Um, uh, He plays a lot of practice rounds with Bryson as well. So first couple of holes, I was just sitting back and, um, you know, just letting them do their thing and not trying to intrude too much. Um, And then I spoke to him... Spoke to spoke about some strategy up the fourth hole because um, dog leave right fourth. So I was sort of just bombing drive up the right, and if it got in the rough, it was fine because the rough was pretty dry, and you know I was wedging on from there. And he was getting free iron up the left and having you know six iron in. So I was just talked to him, I just asked him about that strategy, and then after that, that sort of got some conversation flowing, and um, you know he was really good. We spoke about some golf stuff. Um, you know, we talked about the clubs issue and. For doing that, I need to get as good as him, so that I don't have to put my bags into a uh, baggage handle and
7: put them on the plane next to me. <laughs> um, uh,
6: and then, yeah, he just you know started talking about all sorts of things, um, you know, off the course as well, and um, talked about his kids as well and what and what they're up to. So, uh, he, you know, he was really good and very, um, you know, very generous with with information as well. He, he was not trying to hold things back from me. Um, and it was definitely, I'd, so I'd spoken to, obviously Ryan Fox had had um, Stevie Caddy for him in a few events over uh, the last couple of years. and I'd spoken to Foxy and I just wanted to know, I was just, just trying to pick his brain about, you know, um, what Stevie had said just about anything that Tiger did really practice-wise or, you know, tournament weeks. And, you know, just the little 1% of things that you would never think of, like what, you know, what stuff did Stevie pass on? And there was a few things that I kinda of picked up and then I watched him out on the course and I was like I can see now, you know, um just some examples of like where that had uh you know, where where what Foxy had spoken about, I was like, Oh, that's him doing that. Mm-hmm. Um and just how they, you know, the advantages that he was getting from that in, in Lynx golf, especially in the wind, I was uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Um and also too like around it's just crazy the amount of people there even for a Tuesday at a practice round um, and his focus and attention is, is pretty cool like you kind of to talk to him if, if you're not sort of already talking to him you kind of have to be like hey Tiger and then he would kind of like come out of his bubble and be like oh sorry what did you say because yeah. um, yeah, there's just people there's just people screaming at him the whole way down the fairway um, and it's just he just basically just switches off from, from any sort of noise and, and just gets in his own zone Um so, so that was Tuesday. Uh, Were you
4: nervous Saturday at all, play- Herbie?
6: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, first, first couple of holes, I was a little nervous, but yeah. uh, I settled down once we started talking a little bit. Um, Saturday Saturday was cool. I think it was good to play behind him because if you play in front of him, generally like all the crowds are running ahead trying to get in position. Um, you get a lot of people moving around. So behind him, it was actually pretty decent. Um but it was kind of, you know, Saturday wasn't too, it, it wasn't too thrilling because I'm still trying to compete against the guy. Um, but Sunday, I think Sunday was the coolest. We all found 15, and there's like there's a, there's rough between 15 and four, but there's no um, no galleries allowed in there. And he's on the other, he's on four, you know, in in the Sunday Red Tiger, you know, just in full flight, middle of the fairway, up near, you know, up to the lead. And I like I said to my caddy, I'm like mate, have a, like, have a look across and, and take this in. Like, this is... We haven't seen this for, like, 10 years. You know, Tiger in a Sunday red at a major, looking really good. Um, yeah, this is just... Like, it's a little bit of a pinch-yourself moment and just, you know, just take this in. So, um, that was really cool. And it was... Like, the crowds were just unbelievable, the amount of people that were there. Um, even... I, went, I was at the range five hours before Tiger teed off, and it was just... There was just mayhem, the amount of people that were there. So... Um, that was just
2: really cool to see. That's awesome, mate! You, you, <laughs> what an experience! What a, I mean here, you are—you've been playing golf your whole life, and you know you're probably, but you're at this—you're really kind of launching your career now. You know, this is it. You're started now. You're on your way. What an experience for you to have! Um, you know, the three layers that you've told us about just then—a fantastic experience for you to kind of lock away. And draw whatever you draw from it, but there's going to be a lot of stuff in there that you're going to be able to use from a really positive perspective. Um, that's awesome. That's great, and you tell the story really well.
6: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, um, yeah, obviously frustrating to finish tied 50th, but it felt like you know, there's a lot of events. I remember missing the cut in Perth two years ago uh, when it was the the Perth International. You know, just coming off the course, pretty upset and being like, I don't, you know, I don't know how I can ever do this and uh, you know, this seems like so, such a hard thing to play well in a European Tour event. And then, you know, two years later, I, I run third in the event. It kind of feels like the same thing. You know, you're, like you're two years off, sort of you know, really been able to compete in the event now that you've sort of seen, you know, seen what level of golf all those guys are at. You've seen, you know, how the golf course plays and, and just how the, how the workings of the event go go on and what level of golf you need to bring. And, it, you know, it sort of feels like, you know, you're 12 months, two years off. Um, you know, sort of being at that level and, you know, really competing on that
3: stage. I'm inspired listening to you, mate. Oh, think uh, it's awesome. Uh, I you're about three years away from having him chasing your name on uh, on the T <laughs> sheet on a Tuesday. I just wanted to know, like, one, one last thing about that, mate, with Tiger on Tuesday specifically. Did he warm to you more when he realised that you were, a, you know, a good talker, a fun bloke, and not a chopper? <laughs> um.
6: A little bit. I think, to be honest, I just asked him a lot of stuff that was not really to do with golf. I I wasn't, um, and sort of tried to not make it seem like I was just trying to be his best mate. Um, Hmm. you know, I just, I just asked him, um, you know, I was talking about PlayStation, um, you know, how he used to travel a PlayStation and he was like, yeah, I I had to stop because, you know, I kept on staying up till 2am trying to finish missions on COD, Call of Duty and, uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, it was it, it was starting to burn burn the candle at the other end um yeah you know, so talking about that talking about his kids and you know sort of what they're up to and um you know it's so a lot of, a lot of stuff like that where it, you know it was sort of nothing really to do um with golf obviously there was a few issues and a few topics that i that i sort of uh, tiptoed around and tried not to bring up <laughs> as well i think that was probably the main thing i've tried to um you know just try to do that and um you know, saw him a couple of times the rest of the week and, and you know he said hello again so I uh, kind of made too bad an impression
2: so we'll go let you go did you like playing the golf course
6: yeah um, it was tough and i think like, I to be honest I really love tough golf courses um, the harder it gets the more it makes me think and um, you know I, I really like that and it was a tough golf course um, you had to hit the right shots into the right spots and uh, you know, played shin and that was just extremely punishing. And I think Carnoustie was a little, a little easier. You know, if you hit it in the wrong spot, you could get it back into play. Um, but you know, there was definitely the, the right lines and, and not to hit it into off tees. Um And yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the golf course. Uh, I thought it was a really good test. Obviously, the you know the best guys in the world were there come Sunday afternoon, um, so that sort of showed the true test it was. Um,
2: and, yeah, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. And we thoroughly enjoyed watching you play. I just – the guys who finished, you know, plus four alongside you, uh, for what it's worth, Ben Arne, Paul Casey, Bryson DeChambeau, Jason Duffner, <laughs> Tyrell Hatton, Yuta Ricarda, Kevin Narr, and the kid from India, Shabanka Sharma. There's major championship winners in there that you've matched uh, for a finishing spot. And I know you probably think you gave four or five away in the final round at least – uh, major championship winners, multiple winners on major tours around the world. Um, I don't think it's going to be too long for what it's worth if you keep going the way you're going before um, your bio starts to look a little bit similar to a few of those as well, mate. It's awesome. Uh, we loved watching you do it. Um, hopefully next time we'll get to see you play a few more shots on the coverage than we did. Um, and if we can't watch it on telly... They didn't,
6: they didn't show... Hey? Yeah, they, didn't show they didn't show much on the coverage of... Of
3: Australian? We, we, got, out. No, we got a bit of you. We got a little bit, but yeah. we, got, we got more on Jamie Glazier's Twitter feed than we did on the uh, <laughs> Sky coverage of it. <laughs> <laughs> we oh, well, saw... Not... Oh, he tweets every five minutes. Yeah, he's pretty prolific. Uh, no, mate, we, we really appreciate yeah. you picking up the phone to us in yep. Hamburg this week, and good luck at the Porsche.
6: No worries, guys. Always love being on. Thank you for having me.
3: Good on you. Lucas Herbert... Uh,
2: who excelled? He didn't. He didn't finish it off the way he wanted to, but it was an excellent, excellent performance at Carnoustie, and the sign of many, many things to come. We'll get a break out of the way here on Inside the Ropes. Back with more after this.
5: This is Sherelle McMahon. Swing fit is the fun, healthy, social way for women to get started in golf. You'll learn the basics of the golf swing and how to putt over a six-week program and get your whole body moving through yoga and Pilates-style exercises. You don't need any golf knowledge or equipment. Simply turn up in comfy clothing and get started. You'll be surrounded by like-minded people and receive constant support. So get outdoors, meet new friends, and learn a sport that you can play for the rest of your life. To find a program near you, visit swingfit.com.au G'day, I'm Sarah Kemp. My regular league teams aren't doing that well,
6: but I'm always happy because I'm listening to Inside
2: Direct. Welcome back to the show. Great to have you. We've still a fair bit of stuff to whip our way through. Um, our attention turns, for a lot of us, hazy in States, to Fiji. where We go back to Natadola Bay and spectacular golf course that it is. And for one of our great mates and one of the most popular men in Australian golf, uh, this was a real launching pad for him last year, for a year that hasn't necessarily panned out the way
3: he wanted. Of course, I'm talking about Jason Norris, who goes back to Fiji as the defending champion. And as we welcome Jason to the show, Jace, it's it's been a much harder road to hoe than you imagined it would be.
0: No, definitely not. I, I went to the first event in Switzerland last year and I got injured. Um, but the physios has given me a stretch and did a silly move, I guess, and bugged it up my... Uh, SI joint and fascia joint, so it's been a long road to, to get back. But the last three weeks, it's been getting better, so it's good.
3: How frustrating is that, mate? But you worked your you worked your ring off, pardon my language. You have worked your ring off for a long time. I don't want to give away your age on this all informative my podcast. Of years. No, <laughs> young to. man, young man. <laughs> um, but you, you've worked your butt off to get to that stage. You know that's that's where you wanted to be all all along. You get there and you have something like that, cruel your chances of success. That must be just gut wrenching.
0: Yeah, it is. I, when you try forever to get to one of those tours, I'm, I never really took the step and went to a tour school in US or Europe. I just thought it was a bit hard. But, um, yeah, I mean, I finally get there when I'm playing pretty good golf. And admittedly, my body wasn't fantastic and I, and I needed some work. You know, I'd been a bit slack the last couple of years. I was going to give it away before Fiji, as most people know. But, um, you yeah, know, the good thing about being injured is I've had to get fit. Now, I'm probably fitter and stronger than I've been in. Many, many years. So that's a good thing.
2: So just let me ask you about how it happened again. You say you're getting treatment from the physio. Was this a physio that you'd worked with much in the past?
0: Never, no. They have a physio truck with a gym in it. It's pretty impressive, actually. So if you ever get the chance to go and have a look at it. Um, And they have sort of three physios on at one time. and He just gave me a stretch and my IT band was a bit tight and he pushed my top leg down to the ground while I was laying on my side and it just sort of... (laughs) Went a bit, I don't know whether it was too tight or he pushed too hard. or I wasn't too happy. I didn't realise how bad it was until I, I sort of kept playing the next few days. And then I uh, came home and had some scans done and found out what it was. So what do you...
2: I don't want to... I'm not looking for a headline here or anything, but <laughs> I, I, I would have thought you'd... Like, that's... you know that, There's a management issue there, I would have thought. And you're a yeah. professional golfer. And, um, you know, this is your body... Your body is your meal ticket. Without it, you can't do what you do. Um, do you get any... Is there any kind of compensation that comes your way? What do you...
0: I, I thought about looking into it, but it's just... Uh, I mean, I'd rather just get better and play well, but it obviously lasted a lot longer than I thought If I hadn't known it was going to be this long. I would have taken, taken a medical at the start of the year and just you know, kept my exemptions for the next year. But they spoke to me in Morocco um, late April, and I, was a be- and I said I was going to withdraw and go home because it was really bad. And then um, they offered me 18 events for next year and probably lose my exemption for Asia. Then I just thought, I've got my family here. I'll wait till next week in China with some good physios and um, hopefully they can fix me up, which they did. I was pretty good that week and played well and went back to Europe and it was a bit of a struggle. So I've had to work with a trainer and, and do it that way and get it stronger around the area. And it's taken a month and a half to come good.
2: You're a pretty pragmatic bloke, and as you know, as well as I don't know you as well as others, obviously, but I've you know, been lucky to meet you a few times on the way through, and you seem to be a bloke that's prepared to take, you know, most things that come your way in, in your stride. Um, this was such a big opportunity for you, as Hazy mentioned it. It would only be human nature if you'd sort of wanted to kick a cat or something on the way through, given you know where how it came how it came in your career and where you were, and to have it sort of stuffed up the way it was. It's um.
0: Pretty, yeah, definitely. Yeah. As you're going along, though, I didn't realise how bad it was. Like I just thought you know, I was told it's an eight week injury, which it probably is if you don't play golf. But you know, playing golf aggravates it every day. So, and I've continued playing for the last ten months. So, it's it's sort of been a hard thing. You know, you don't want to just walk away when you have got an exemption like Europe. It's pretty impressive to play seven million US dollar events. I've just played five in six weeks, and it's you know when your body's not right, you don't want to be there. It's, it's hard work.
3: Jace, we we mentioned it earlier in the podcast about Adam Scott and you know his chances of you know winning one of these big ones is you know <laughs> undoubtedly slipping away with time and you mentioned your age there 45 you've had an issue with a bike at Coolum, famously you've had meningitis you've had this at the arguably the peak of your powers do you think you might look back in five or six years and go geez I was robbed a bit there or you know I could have done this or I should have done that
0: well, definitely with my injury I've never had an injury as such in golf I've, I've as I said I've come off a bike gym, myself, and I killed myself a meningitis. they put me out for a long time and they weren't golf issues this has been a golf issue and I although I'm not completely in pain I'm so tight and I come out of shots and I can't play golf so it just looks like you're hacking around a golf course and you you know you're struggling with get your body but yeah you know, I think I'll definitely look back at it and say but it's not over here. you know I've got uh, <laughs> 10 weeks left in, after Fiji over in Europe and I I still believe I can play some pretty good golf and hopefully, you know, continue on after this year.
3: Let's talk about Fiji. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, more you, not often you get to go back to any course, mate, as a defending champion, but uh, Natadola Bay, uh, you know, just spectacular and, uh, you know, it's a great initiative by the PGA Tour to keep that one on the on the books. Um, you must go back there with a great deal of confidence.
0: Oh, it's, a, it's an awesome place, a fantastic golf course and uh, I can't wait to get back there. I'm so excited. And I, you talk about go back and maybe win again. I, I'm not thinking that. I'm just going back to enjoy the week. And you know, I think it's going to be a very exciting week. And it's just a great golf course to play. It's good fun and you've got to play well. So I, I'm more going to enjoy myself and what comes will come. I expect to play well, but you don't want to go in there with expectations. As you know, golf's a cruel game. So I'm just going to, to enjoy the week. Stace, did you
3: attack things the same way when you were... A defending champion going back?
4: Yeah, it's funny. I guess with uh, defending comes a lot of good memories, and especially if you're at the same golf course again, I would say, um, you know, everything comes flooding back to you. So I think even you're probably, you know, whether it's the same hotel or the same, you know, the same people around, and, yeah, it's it's just good memories that I think helps, you know, regardless of the form you're in. It's funny when you see if someone hasn't been in the best of form, oh, all of a sudden they play well at a course that you've played well at before. So I think it's
0: yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah.
2: <laughs> what's the stiffest wind you've ever played that joint in, No, Norrie? What's oh, it?
0: There was eighty k's one year. I don't know if you remember. About four years ago, it was oh. unplayable. It was crazy. It was a yakucho one. The ball blew back in
2: the group. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. The
0: last year was forty uh, k winds, and it was pretty tough the first couple of days. it's, and- it's good.
2: And during tournament play, do they have the locals down on the corner? I think it's between the third green and the fourth tee, selling the tuna and sweet potato wraps. Are they down there during <laughs> tournament play or not?
0: They've got a bar down on the uh, fourth, which is pretty good. If you feel like on the beach there. They feel like, uh, feel like going for a beer.
2: Oh, they've got the locals. When I play, I was lucky enough to play there once, and they had the locals because it, it's, it's it's land claimed off uh, fishing villages, and they have said that when they built the course there, they said to the local villagers, okay, well, we're going to build a golf course here, but we'll still let you you know go and find golf balls and sell them to golfers, and if you want to sell you know, your local food produce to golfers on the way around, you can. the tuna and the sweet potato wrap is about the sweetest thing that I've ever eaten. Jason, it is absolutely magnificent.
0: We need to hook it up. <laughs> we do. Sorry, I think we need to go and get them to organize.
3: <laughs> and we'll have a beer on the way out. <laughs>
0: Another quirky thing um,
3: that's happened uh, with that tournament around uh, the, the locals is, you know, the boards behind the T's, Jase, you, you guys, yep. you know, you'll have Fijian Airways this yep. week or whatever. Sponsors' boards. Yeah, sponsors' boards. Um, they've got a habit of disappearing at the end of the <laughs> tournament, and I'm well, led to believe there's little villages that are <laughs> filled with shacks built from the sponsor <laughs> Is boards. Is that right? Apparently, yeah. It's great. It's
0: funny <laughs> you say that. I saw a, uh, one of the security guards. Uh, one of our security that travels around the tournaments. he um, had some video footage of them stealing rope along the sides of field <laughs> before it was elected.
4: Not, not stealing. I think just borrowing. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Rehousing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Nori, we're, so we're really sorry to hear about your back. I, everyone in Australian golf was super stoked for you when you got um, your shot at it in Europe. Um, and yeah. hopefully the next time you get back there to fill... Um, your quota of events, um, you know, the back's 100%. You play the way we know you can. We we wish all the very best in Fiji, mate. Thanks for coming on the show.
0: Thanks, guys. It's been a pleasure.
2: Jason Norris joining us on the show. Um, oh, I'd be filthy if I was him. Oh, yeah. I know he has to be a bit diplomatic, but I'd be... Stace, we'll go to you first. You're the one who's been there on the tour doing this. I'd be absolutely livid if that happened to me.
4: Yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? And, you know, I guess you're putting your trust in, you know, these physios and I guess it's... It's just tough because he hasn't had that opportunity to be working with them over there previous to that. Um, it's a, it's just a tough one where you go with that, isn't it? It's like he's, it's pretty much, well, it could have ruined his, well, I don't want good. to say season, but well, it it's, sort of well, it has. No, it has. Yeah. it <laughs> really
3: has. I mean, you look at what's it, happened to him since in terms has. of um, tournament results. It's been a disaster. And we all know how, how hard and how important it is to get, find your feet on tour. And he's, he's had the first six, nine months really of his chance to do that ripped away from him. So mm. it's tough because the tour <laughs> is the one that's giving him his chance to make his money and his living. So he, therefore, he sort of can't take him, argue oh. too hard on the other hand. So it's a tough situation to be in, I feel for him. And you can understand precisely
2: why he didn't want to push it too hard. I can understand exactly. Because
4: he he's planning on getting back there, games, yeah, you know, right. even in years to come, potentially. Yeah. Mm. So that's where I can see he doesn't want to push too hard. Um, but it's tough as well with him. You know, he spoke of um, the not taking the medical. and Because mm. I think that's the one actually saying, I'm not going to play the rest of the year is a real tough one. And obviously he's played too many events now. I'm guessing that's why now he can't take the medical because mm. he's played um, played too many events and wouldn't qualify for that. Yeah. So.
3: Anyway, this is uh, it's going to be fascinating to see how he goes now that he's sort of back on deck here. So we're, as you say, Andy, we're heading across to the magnificent Natadola Bay Championship Golf Course on the Coral Coast of Fiji from the 2nd to the 5th of August. The Fiji International presented by Fiji Airways, who should give us a ticket for that.
2: Well, well we really should go over and do a podcast live from
3: that's Natadola correct. Bay. I'd I say that's, that's
4: a great the, idea. The we should do.
2: Probably uh, us
3: three. Well, I would yeah. have thought, no doubt. Yeah. Hopefully no we'll doubt. have some um, um, interviews from there next week, direct and live with players on the course or preparing to play the championship but Ernie Els is their big draw card this yeah, year huge. and it's great yeah. to have the big easy back.
2: If have you have you ever played there, other of you two? No. I haven't. Been there, oh, haven't played. Oh God. If you play there it's great no, it's great fun. It's kind of some kind of crazy holes there. But if you ever get to play there in the wind, it just becomes Sort of, it's fun hell on earth, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, you cannot, yeah, sure. you can't hit the ball. Like, you just, you just it's can't. Li- you just got to laugh, I guess. You do, when it gets you just to have fun. Sort of Try and have as much fun as you possibly can. The canoes of the South. They're very much so, Hazy, <laughs> very much do so. Do you
4: notice any golf course we talk about, Hazy, Andy's played it? No, 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 I'm, any-
2: <laughs> i don't you start. We're about to get right into your, your wheelhouse because there's a couple of huge weeks coming up for the women's game over in Europe with the women's Scottish Open and then, of course, the women's British Open the week after. Um, you've played in a few of these, haven't you?
4: I have. I've been lucky enough to play in a few. Not um, like
2: Good enough. Good enough. to. Stop being I've so been, modest with you. I've
4: been lucky to... Oh, I've qualified for yeah, a few. You've been good um, enough to
2: play in them, Stacey. I mean,
4: actually, it's been a mixture. I've either Monday qualified for it or been in it off order of merit. Yep. Um, and yeah, it's. I would say it's probably this time of the year is when I'll really be jealous that I'm not playing. Right. A lot of people have spoke to me, you know, the last six months or so since I haven't been playing. Oh, how are you going not playing? And I'm like, yeah, it's actually, it's been fine. I've been busy. I'm involved in golf. I'm loving it. But I think these couple of weeks playing the Lynx golf is what I'll actually really miss. And I think I'll be a bit jealous.
2: So what was your best result in a women's open?
4: Um, I think tied 32. Yep. Um, Where was that?
2: Do you remember? Oh, you, of course you remember. Where was that?
4: Where was it?
2: Well, don't tell me you can't remember. Oh. Don't be shocked. Sure. We be... were
4: talking about this in the office actually today. Don't
2: tell me you can't remember. this is outrageous. Kings Barnes.
4: No, okay. not uh, Mr. Cut at Kings Barnes. That was most recent. Maybe lithum.
2: I've won five blue jackets. I know exactly where I won those. <laughs> How can you not know where you I couldn't played? I could
4: not even reel off all the names of the courses for the British that we played. But we've, you played Carnoustie some... one year, didn't you? I did. That yeah. was my first one. Right. That was a beast, yeah. Right. Where Yanni sang one. It was yeah, that was awesome. How'd you Animal? go? Uh, miscut. Right. I I remember that one.
3: And am I writing saying you had another misfortune somewhere, oh, yeah? Uh, at
4: a British. Um yes, that wasn't uh, wasn't great. I signed a wrong scorecard. Just a little hiccup with um two numbers round the wrong way.
3: And where were you running at the
4: time? Uh, 18th, I think, there on the yeah. Friday night. What do you mean? That was my first uh, first cut I'd made in a major.
5: Wow.
2: What do you mean two numbers around the wrong way?
4: Um, so I had a four and a five around the wrong way. So, the so total... you just put the
2: wrong numbers, wrong scores on the wrong, wrong holes. The hole. same total so, score. So it's the same total. Yeah, of course.
4: But one is obviously don't, higher. You've signed for... Yeah. Don't,
3: don't you do the card
4: Yes, after... and we both had it wrong. And it's totally my responsibility and I stuffed up and I paid stiff, the price.
3: You'd be a bit stiff if you weren't a bloke and playing on the US PGA tour. You would have got found they would have found a way around that no problem. Surely whatsoever. they would have. What a yeah.
2: joke that someone gets to,
3: disqualified for that and yet yeah. Phil Mickelson can do what he does. <laughs> and he not, plays an should extra. we not start on
2: no, that? No, let's not go there again. It's taken um, you
3: a long time to get those that those that name out. This, uh, this show Andy.
2: Well, what a Look, we've already mentioned his shirt so we won't the shirt that he wore a couple of times. We won't go there again. Hey um there's a couple of Australian girls who are teeing it up the next couple of weeks, obviously, over there. Um, Beck Artis is one of those. We're going to hear from both of them. The Beck Artis is one of those. And Greg Oakford, uh, media manager at Gulf Victoria, has been beavering away like you wouldn't believe. In fact, I think he's been stalking Lucas Herbert. Mm. He's uh, been beavering away for the last couple of weeks. He caught up with Beck Artis.
1: Beck, how are you feeling about uh, the upcoming week?
7: Yeah, really looking forward to it. Um, As I was saying to you earlier, this is my first time back to the Scottish Open since I won in 2015, so it's finally nice to get back. In 2016, I didn't get the chance to defend my title. I played for the Australian team in the International Crown, and then last year, playing full-time on the Symmetra Tour, I couldn't afford to take a week off on the Symmetra Tour, so I didn't get back. So to be back here in Scotland, uh, finally back here in Scotland after I won in 2015, I'm really looking forward to to the week and to then to next week as well.
1: You've obviously played a, a lot of golf on the US Tour um, this year so far. How are you going to deal with the transition to, to Lynx Golf this week?
7: I'm really looking forward to it actually. Um, you know, it's always a nice challenge, uh, the two weeks over here in Scotland, um, playing the Scottish Open and the British Open, just the changing style of golf. Um, I think being an Aussie, you know, we tend to be used to the wind. Um, If you've played a fair bit of golf down in Melbourne, um, it's a you know a similar type of golf that you can play. So, um, you know, I got here on Tuesday, arrived into London on Tuesday. I've had a couple of days off because I've had a pretty full schedule in the states. So, um, you know, I've got my coach over here from Australia. Got Luke Edwin over here with me. So we've just been uh, playing a lot of chip and run shots and putting from around the greens and. uh, just try and hit the low, boring ball flight into the wind and stuff.
1: So obviously, a bit of a grind at times on the LPGA. Um, is it a little bit of a refreshing feeling to be um, on this side of the world um, for the next couple of weeks?
7: Yeah, it is actually. Um, like you said, the LPGA this year for me has been a little bit of a grind. Uh, the golf hasn't been great. I've had a, I've had a full schedule, but um, the golf hasn't been fantastic um but that's just you know tour life in general um so i've just got to change that momentum around and then uh it's nice to be over here um being on the european tour for so many years i've spent you know a lot of time in this area in london and stuff like that um so just even little things from the food and uh, the people and stuff like that i uh, i always enjoyed over here
1: and i've just caught you walking back from a physio appointment how is the body holding up
7: Uh, The body hasn't been too bad, um, but it's nice to get some good treatment this week, definitely. Uh, We've got an uh, Australian physio out here with us this week, uh, Philippa, and she's fantastic. So um, I'll be in there all week.
1: Now, speaking of physios, I spoke to your caddy and husband, Jeff, before, who we know uh, is a bit of a larrikin at times. Now, he's already been complaining at the size of the hills um, this week. Do you have any um, words of advice for your caddy around his complaints already here on a Monday?
7: Keep up and shut up. And I can say that because he's my husband too, so I don't have a problem seeing him struggle up the hills, to be honest.
1: I'm sure all the guys at Inside the Ropes will have a good laugh at that one. Um, Thanks for joining us today and good luck today uh, for the rest of the week at the Scottish Open. Perfect, thank you.
2: Perfect and wise words of advice for any caddy. You're on pretty safe territory and pretty safe ground when you're firing that at your husband or your wife, aren't you?
3: I'm amazed that they're together, the stuff they throw at each other on social media. it's it's pretty rough, isn't it? Oh, it's it's (laughs) brutal.
2: So we wish Beck Artis all the very best. That's not where Greg Oakford's um, work ended. He caught up with Whitney Hillier as well.
1: Here with Whitney Hillier at Gullen Golf Club leading up to the Women's Scottish Open. Whitney, tell the audience how your preparation has been so far. It's been really
5: good, thank you. Um, I've been in Scotland for the last week and I've played so many different links courses like I started off at Musselburgh, which is the oldest golf club in the world and it was unreal and then the actual same day I played North Berwick which was unbelievable again the next day I played Scots Craig like you know and then um I play oh well watch the open on the Friday and the Sunday and see the guys play it's just unbelievable and you know you just get a nice buzz for it and to, to get ready for this week too so I'm very excited
1: and how is the game shaping up
5: Shaping up really good. Uh, The last one I played in was in Thailand, which was a month ago, but I've done a lot of training since then, a lot of swing work, and just keeping my game in shape and uh, ready for the week.
1: And what do you think is going to be the most important part to your game to have a successful outing here at the Scottish?
5: Just grinding away. I, I know it's going to be windy this week and, you know, pars are good this week, to be quite honest with you. I mean, I haven't actually seen the course just yet. I saw the Blakes play a couple of weeks ago and, yeah, they, they just keep it steady all the time and, yeah, it's just a grind more than anything and, uh, yeah, just just keep, keep it
1: going. On, beh- <laughs> on behalf of Inside the Ropes, we wish you all the best this week. And we apologise
2: to everybody at uh, Gallant Golf Club <laughs> for Craig Oakford's pronunciation.
3: You think he'd do better? Come than that on, the on Gio, what are you doing? You think he would do better? <laughs> Come on,
2: man. Uh, so uh, that's where they were, and of course we go from the Scottish to the Women's Open, which is at Lytham, and we just need to correct um, a, 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 just a, a misunderstanding. <laughs> On your own part here, Stace, about your own career.
4: I just had Lithium Teary, in my mate. head because of next week, and I've never played a British at Lithium.
2: How many <laughs> concussions did you sustain during your I golf was, career? I
4: meant to say Turnberry instead. Going, it right. was Turnbury, okay? Lithium, Turnberry, Very Livam, Turnbury. similar, actually. different know. countries, Stace. <laughs> right. Donald, uh, Donald would be very disappointed I missed uh, Turnbury there.
2: Um, so other matters of general business, uh, we've, we generally talk PJ Tour at the very, very top of the show, but, um, obviously dominated by the Open Championship, weather affected, uh, at the Barbersol, um, which is such an important tournament, isn't it? For so many players, um, with, you know, the big dogs in another part of the world, it gives a lot of those second tier guys a real chance to, um, you know, get a result, make some money. Um, and just for a, for a long time, I thought... He's going to do it this week. It's going to be Cam Percy's week. And unfortunately, he was good. He was good for four rounds. He played terrific golf. (laughs) Played
4: some very solid golf. Yeah, Yeah. just found
2: a couple too good for him in the end.
4: Tied uh, tied seventh, Mm. Cam, for a great week. Uh, His first top ten in a stroke play event this season. So... Hopefully, it's a sign of things to come. Right? I don't know
2: how much of it you watched, but he flushed it. I mean, he
4: oh.
3: he played beautiful golf.
4: Yeah, very good. No, it was good to see. So,
3: and it was important, Stace, for another reason too, wasn't it, that tournament?
4: It was. We had LPGA player, Brittany Lynchicom, uh, teeing it up on the PGA Tour. So, it was, it was great. I mean, it was great to see. It was great for the fans. It was great for... Women's golf, men's golf. I think it was just great for golf. It was. There's was a couple
3: of awesome photos on the round, doing the rounds of social media. Yeah. One in particular just really caught my eye. The LPGA Twitter account put it out. It was a young girl. I want to say she looked about 10 Stace, maybe yeah, roughly. Max. Yeah, Just sort of waving, you know, longingly out at it, Brittany Lindscombe as she walked off the green. And, and I, I couldn't care less about the Barbasol Championship, Andy. I'll talk no, about no, that more yep, in a second. Yep. But um, I'm absolutely thrilled that Lindscombe played yeah. and that. She won a fan. I'm sure she won plenty more. But that girl in that photo is rusted on for life. Absolutely. No doubt about it. And it was great. Like
4: all the the publicity that she got and how she handled it on social media with the media. It was great. She's like, I'm just doing it for for the game of golf uh, to create more you know, publicity. And and I think she did that. Yep.
3: Absolutely. So for
2: the record, she 78-71 misses the cup. But she beat... A few blokes home, so she wasn't disgraced at Absolutely. all. The second round was outstanding. So The
4: amount of, uh, I don't know off the top of my head, but I think she had six or seven birdies mm, in that 71. Mm, mm. So, I mean, she, yeah. No, fantastic. She had three birdies on the trot, took the honour.
2: I feel like we're yeah. about to get Hazy off the long run here. Ooh, run, hazy's right.
3: Off the medium run, because like we, we were not going to reference the Japan Tour this week, for mm. example, because there was no play, and they've taken two or three weeks off for the Open Championship. There's nothing on the LPGA. They've taken time off around the Open Championship yep. and are heading to their European swing. Seems like every tour, every tour in the world, can take time off out of their sec, out of their schedule, bar one, Andy. And I, you know, these tournaments, like you and I, have waded through these things for the last month. Mm. Greenbrier, John Deere, this barbasol rubbish. Mm. Uh, it seems like every week I'm potting the US PGA Tour for something. But I, I just think there's such limited interest. If you took Brittany Linsicum out of this, you wouldn't even know who won. Yep. Like that was the.
2: Cam Percy was the only reason I was interested. Correct. Outside and Brittany, and, a, and yes. apologies
3: to Cam for that because that's a great effort. Um, but, you know, let's let's be honest. That is a. There's a lot of older guys playing there. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of um, uh, guys who would otherwise be playing on the web.com tour. Mm. It's, and it subsequently weakens fields as you go down, which I suppose is good to give other guys a run. But I, I think it's come – I want that schedule, you know – slashed by weeks yeah. and weeks No, and weeks. it's
2: a really good point, you're right. So one Aussie makes the cut at Barbasol Camp, Percy 3, I think, teed it up on the web this week. None of the boys made the cut. It wasn't a great week uh, for the Australians over in uh, the US from a men's professional perspective. There's been a bit going on in the amateur game for the girls and the boys um, from a US uh, boys' junior amateur, US girls' junior amateur, qualifying for the US amateur, which is to be played next month at Pebble, a bit going on. Who wants to, who wants to try and whip your way through you all of that? Start it,
3: I'll start, and then we'll throw to you, Stace. Yep. Yeah. Last week we had such an amazing volume of amateur material there, and you know we we we're amazed at how many great tournaments are on at the mm. time. This week is no exception. We um, have just finished the Porter Cup in Niagara, and Blake Windred from Newcastle's been the superstar up there for us, and among a really good strong performance of the men. Uh, he finished tied second, a three-way tie for second. But not only that, there was Shea Wolves-Cobb in a tie for sixth, Charlie Dan in a tie for tenth. And as I scroll down, I'm going to miss one here in a second. Justin Warren from Sydney right. in a tie for 15. That's So another awesome. four in the top 15. Um, huge achievement from the boys. And that's on top of, at the same time, Carl Villips, uh making it to the round of 16 mm-hmm. in the boys' junior. He's first crack at a boys' junior. He's played the US Amateur before, but not the junior. And at the same time, Jed Morgan. Yeah. Made the round of sixty-four in that too, so great effort by the two youngsters there.
2: And I know just before we get to the girls, I know I think you mentioned, in fact, you did mention Nathan Barbieri last week. He did qualify for that US yeah. amina. so that's a great result. Uh, what about the girls' Stace? Uh The
4: girls played at uh, Poppy Hills for the US Junior US Junior Girls. We had three girls qualify for that. Uh, Maddie Tolchard from WA, she made it into the round of sixty-four. Then um, we had Steph Kuriaku made it into round of sixteen, and Doi Choi made it into the quarterfinals. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, it was I the, think it was great results
3: under the watchful eye of S Peters.
4: I was lucky enough to be there. For is that the right? That is right. Yeah, it's you going. I was. Uh, yeah, I, I'm
2: surprised you can remember where you were. <laughs> uh,
4: <laughs> given that the, was a, you know yes, where it where was you're... at Poppy Hills. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was a, it was a great week, and obviously really good to be able to yeah, see the girls is. girls playing. Yeah,
3: and no, all three of those are really taking. Great steps in the last 12 to 18 months. Yeah. Um, and we, we'll probably single out Doe here just because of her result. But, you know, the other two have taken ground off the rest of the world too. But Doe really coming on in leaps and bounds, isn't she?
4: Yeah, she really is. And the week before that at uh, IMG World Junior down at Torrey Pines, I was lucky enough to be there as well. Um, Doe and Steph um, won the teams event. Mm. Um, and Doe comes second in the individual. And also, actually, Adam thought we should mention, one. You might have mentioned it, but um, thanks for listening last week. Yes, yes, that's what I. Yes, don't worry about it. So yes, I was just going again on that one, throwing you under the (laughs) bus. And yeah, I was just touching up on the girls there. Yeah, good (laughs) work.
3: I think um, it's really hard for the girls to get a judge uh, an idea of where they're situated until they make some sort of move to the states and play either collegiate golf or. Um, you know get into these bigger tournaments so it's, it's fantastic to see Steph Bunke doing so well in the previous few weeks and we can't wait to see some of these girls pick it up in the USM and mm-hmm. do he's up to the Canadian amateur uh her next tournament um, Before that's I'm
2: done if you, before we wrap it all up are we whacking Jordan Spieth and Xander Shoffley in the Roger Bannister do they get in oh. just because they got put on the clock or do they need to and do more than that
4: Spieth did get a warning
3: I'm prepared to cut Speed some slack because right. I'm a member of his fan club. But right. Same. Sh- Shaw Flay is a disgrace in the making. So he's on his last warning. He's on the clock for the Roger Bannister. Uh, he's uh, he's on the watch list. He, uh, and with a very big red flag.
2: Well, let's put him in there and let him earn his spot off it.
3: Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Have he's we on. taken anyone he's off? off. No, it, no, no, no. You've got to be joking. <laughs> more bugs have got to go on. Um, um we, We've got a couple of big announcements, Andy, before we do wrap yep. up. Um, and I know you love the housekeeping stuff, love but it. This, is, this is your This is far bigger than that. This is a very big news within itself. As I sift through my paperwork, you've got a lot of papers over there. This it's the very organised for
4: Hayes, doesn't it? He's well, just
3: got a lot of papers. He's not well organised. <laughs> That's a very good point. Yeah. Uh, it's with great delight, Andy, that inside the ropes can announce.
2: Am I about they... to get something here? Uh, yeah, I think okay. so, right? On. No, right. On. The
3: 2022 World Deaf Golf Championship has been won by Australia. The rights to host it and it'll be held at the Royal Pines Golf Club on the Gold Coast in Great. 2022. Awesome. Brilliant. Um, Great news. And with big uh, seal of approval and a tick and a pat on the back from uh, from everyone here and at Golf Australia and for everyone in, in Australian golf, the team is competing in Ireland this week mm-hmm. in the 2018 World Deaf Golf Championship. So... Go well, and uh, we'll be eager to watch your progress. Yeah, no awesome. doubt about that.
4: Yep. Good luck.
2: Good way to finish the show, Hazy. Uh, thanks for tuning in, uh, folks. Great to have everybody involved in the program. As, um, as we hear from you all on a weekly basis, make sure that you subscribe to the show wherever you get your regular podcast delivery from. Uh, subscribe. Give us a, uh, a rating. That makes it easier to find. I'm told about these sorts of things. You've probably heard us say that a million times now and you don't want to hear us say it anymore. Appreciate you tuning in. I will be back to do it all again next week. We'll see you then.